the professionals. Doing it a little bit different this week, even if I'd not read the instructions correctly before eight o'clock. We're going to be joined by a professional today, tomorrow, and Monday, round about this time. And this morning, it's this gentleman. Name: John Popham. Location: Huddersfield. Expertise: New technologies. If you've got a new piece of kit for Christmas, a smartphone, a tablet, a laptop, and you've not yet worked out to turn it on, John is your man. If you've got some money from Santa burning a hole in your pocket and you want a top tip for the January sales or the Boxing Day sales, John is your man. 0800 389 Text 81333, start that message with the word leads or email richardstead at bbc.co.uk. The Professionals on BBC Radio Leeds. Greetings of the season, John Popham. How are you? I am fine, thank you, Richard. And Merry Christmas to you as well. And a Happy New Year. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Um, we're going to go straight to the questions. Peter in Bermontoffs has been on, and I think he's got a little bit of money off Father Christmas because he would like to know what the best value tablet is. Okay, well, I think it, in many respects it depends on what you want it to do, um, but there are some pretty good tablets around. Um, I think most people are familiar with Samsung Galaxy phones, but they also do tablets in the same kind of range. So uh, Samsung Galaxy tablets, there, there are a variety of different uh, versions of it. Um, and I think most of them are around about 100, 120 quid, something like that. So they're not too bad. Um, or you know, if you've got a, if your budget doesn't stretch that far, I'd say something like the Amazon Fire tablets, which can come in around under fifty quid. But the thing about Amazon Fire is you need to be aware of that they don't. Um, both of those tablets run on what's called Android, which is the Google operating system. But the Amazon Fire tablets uh, operate a restricted version of Android, so you don't get access to all the apps you might do and everything else. But they are pretty good machines for less than 50 quid, so I don't think you can go wrong with one of those, if, just as long as you don't want to do everything that a normal tablet will do. But you know, there's lots of tablets around. You know, Everybody loves iPads, but iPads are expensive. But um, you don't have to spend £400 or something like that that the iPad will cost. You can get something decent for around 100 120 or even 50 if you if you're really on a, on a budget i'm very mindful and, and normally i'm pretty good at this but i forgot to ask you that because there will be people listening to this who are not tech savvy in the slightest and mm. the mere mention of the word tablet may have them baffled i realize yeah. it's a very simple question but very briefly for people who, what is a tablet john um, well, a tablet is it's it's one of those devices that, um, in many respects, is like a big phone, and it does everything except make phone calls. So um, you know, it, it it's it's like a cut down computer. It's a thing that you hold in your hands. It can be anything. The screen size on it can be anything from seven inches to ten inches, even bigger than that sometimes. But the lack of sort of flat. Um, a flat computer that you hold in your hand, um, the best way to think about them is, is, is really like a sort of big phone. Um, and it does all the kind of things that your smartphone will do, uh, except make phone calls. Um, and, you know, it's really good for many people in the fact that it's got a, a big screen and you can use it for watching video and all that kind of stuff. But um, you can run also all kinds of apps on them as well. How are you on computer consoles? 
Uh, not great, but right. <laughs> you can try. <laughs> well, it's, it's a cool. If, if it's not your thing, it's not your thing. I realise we're slightly drifting here, but C says, could you advise me, please, regarding PlayStations? My nine-year-old grandson is asking for one for his birthday. I know nothing about these. Actually, this last question, you can. It says, C says, any clues where to start? If, if granny or granddad or whoever has been given the name of a gadget, um, a console, a, a computer or something that they have gotten, no clue about where's the best place to start well the best place to start is to go online and do some searching really and um which was what i'd have to do to answer this question really uh, or i could get my my 21 year old son in who's who's not around at the moment but <laughs> um the um uh, yeah I, what i would do is is um go on a search engine google or any other search engine that you like uh and just punch in some search terms like um console uh, best value reviews that kind of thing look at the reviews um most of these things are reviewed online you can even go on youtube and look at videos of people um taking them out of the box and setting them up and all these kind of things so the internet is your friend really in these kind of things it's you know, there's all sorts of things you can find out and um it may you know it, it may there's lots of people out there who've already been through this pain of setting these things up and <laughs> getting the right thing um and and they share that online so that's that's where i would go for anyone who got a device like an amazon echo for christmas they'll have seen the adverts it can turn lights on and off it can do all sorts and they've set the gadget up expecting it to do things like that straight away there is a little bit more technology needed to make certain things happen isn't there yeah, there is. I mean, the thing is, you have to remember is that these things don't do that kind of stuff just out the box. Um, the you have to have something else at the other end that they can interact with. So, if you want it to turn the lights on, you actually have to have smart lights. Um, it won't turn your, your bog standard lights that you've had in your house for twenty years on. Um, you have to have a special kind of light um, that will communicate with the echo. The same with heating systems. Or these things will do almost anything, but they have to have some kind of device which costs you more money to, to interact with to, to do that kind of stuff. So I, I know people will be disappointed if they just take it home and think it's going to turn your lights on and turn your heating on, all these kind of things. Unfortunately, you have to have something at the other side for it to interact with. Is it still those kind of gadgets that have been the must-have this year, John? Or is it been the, the Alexas and that kind of thing? Or is there another piece of tech that everybody wants to get their hands on? Um, well, I, th I think so, yeah. I mean, I, I certainly think that the, the, the coming the coming thing in the computer world is devices that you talk to that you you don't um you know you, you don't have to press keys and that kind of stuff um they're interactive in those kind of ways so yeah i think that that's that's certainly this year's um must have gadget um i think because it um, particularly for people who are not that particularly tech savvy just being able to talk to something uh, it makes life an awful lot easier i think if you've got a question for John, this is John Popham. He's our tech expert on the professionals. We're a little bit later than we normally are, and we've got a little bit longer than normal as well. 0800 389 3333. Text 81333. Start that message with the word leads or email richardstead at bbc.co.uk. Good morning to Danny, who says, Can you help me, please? We are hoping to set up a video call between us and my brother in New Zealand for my mum and other members of the family to enjoy on new year what is the easiest and best way to do this is it the likes of skype and facetime or is there another simpler way of i'm guessing this is the right word streaming a video call 
Well, yeah, I mean, it'll all depend upon what technology you have available at either end and, and whether the person in New Zealand has got um, a device, a smartphone, a laptop or anything like that um, to, do it, to do it on. The, uh, the, the easiest video calling system I find these days uh, that most people have access to is actually WhatsApp video calling. And most people are familiar with WhatsApp because it's like free text messaging and you can talk to groups of people on it, but you can also do video calling now. And I think you can do video calling for groups of people now, which is a recent innovation. Um, so if the person at the other end has a smartphone and they have WhatsApp on it, I, I would certainly go for that. But um, it really will depend on, on how tech savvy the person at the other end is and what system they have. Um, Skype is a good one because Skype will work on virtually any kind of device. Um, you can't do WhatsApp video calling on a laptop for, for, for instance, um, but um, you know, I'd, as I said, it will very much depend on what kind of devices people have at either end. Thanks for your question, Danny, and I hope you have a good new year. More questions. Somebody speak. Hello, 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 John. What we've done is during that record, so intrigued were we by this WhatsApp group video call that the, the, the three of us working, Sarah, Emma, and me, we 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 are currently on this split. It's, I mean, how bizarre is that? I would have no idea I would have been able to do that. And that's sorry, that's them. Whist Say thank you to John. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> Best hang though. So for anybody listening, you can you can get WhatsApp on your phone and you can WhatsApp your mates and you can... Well, I mean, there was three of us there, but it looked as though there was plenty of room for, for a few more. You can literally have a group conversation. I, I would imagine anybody who is under the age of 30 is tutting at the radio and thinking, my goodness me, how did he not know this? But that's, that, that's really, really good, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it certainly is. I mean, we don't need to do this on radio, do we? Why don't we just talk to each other on WhatsApp? <laughs> hey, don't be doing us both out of a job. Um, <laughs> thank you very much indeed. If you've got a question for John Popham, uh, he's with us for about five more minutes. Uh, you can call us on 0800 389 3333. You can text 81333, start that message with the word leads, or send an email to richardstead at bbc.co.uk. Someone who has done just that is Pete. Uh, and he says, uh, Richard, all this chat has inspired me to bite the bullet and get online at home. Do you have any top tips when it comes to getting the best broadband? We've never had it here. I live, though, on the outskirts of Bradford. So I don't okay. think it's the, the fact that the area hasn't got it. I think he's just giving us a bit of info as to where he is there. So if someone is thinking, I need to get online for 2019, how do they do it, John? Um, well, I suppose the starting point is, have you got a telephone line? Um, I'm assuming that most people have a telephone line at home. Well, not everybody does. Um, and then um, that's where your broadband will come down. Um, it's, it, he says he lives on the outskirts of Bradford. Yes. Um, you know, rural areas, If it, it, it might be partially rural. Some rural areas do struggle with, with broadband. Uh, you know, now this this is going to sound counterproductive, counter, counter, well, it's going, it's going to sound difficult because I'm going to say that I would go online and search for the best deals. But if you've not got an internet connection, it's that difficult. So maybe go into the library somewhere like that, go on there, one of their computers and, and have a look for the best deals because they change every day. But, um, you know, th th there are lots of bargains to be had. And I think there are January sales um, going on at the moment from broadband providers. So, um, you know... The, the likes of BT and Plusnet and these kind of people—they've all got—they've all got deals coming on. Um, but you know, I wouldn't just rush in and find the, 
the, the first one that you see because um, there are all sorts of different deals to be offered. One of the things to remember, if you've got satellite TV, sometimes you can get free broadband that comes with satellite TV. So I, I, I would do some research before you go into it. But um, the first thing is, to, is, is have you got a phone line at home? Um, and I'm assuming because they've called in to the program, they probably have. Uh, and, and, and that's your first um, starting point, really. Normally, we ask you a couple of questions about things in the news, but we're at that kind of time of year where we look back at the year. And if I was to say one word that summed up technology and the like for, for 2018, it would probably be data. And this is something that many people will know about. Uh, and today, in an interview with the BBC, um, the EU's Competition Commissioner has warned that data abuse has darkened. Um, this is an issue uh, which people will be aware of if they received loads of emails earlier this year uh, with regards to how data is used by companies. People will know, of course, as well, that Facebook has had to apologise to 87 million users for letting details be harvested. Um, Twitter, Facebook and YouTube facing up to evidence that that their platforms are being used by Russia. The EU fined Google about €4 billion Euros for using Android to illegally defend its dominance when searching. I mean, data, is, is this going to be a big thing in 2019 as well, do you think, John? I, I think it will be, and I think it will be for as long as we carry on using the internet. Um, we are, we are, we're giving more and more of our data up. The thing is just to try to follow a bit of internet safety now, but at the end of the day, you can be as safe as you want. But if the platforms you're using are not safe, like that, the mention, you mentioned Facebook that's, that's had a data breach, there's very little you can do about it. And, and that's why, you know, one of the things I do is I try to get help people get online who've never used the internet. And the biggest problem I find with those people now is they're actively resistant because they are saying that if I go online, people will steal my data. Now, what I try to counter that by saying is that very, very few people um, get negative consequences from data being stolen. But the problem is those few cases get highlighted in the media, and that's what puts people off. So, you know, there are plenty of things you can do to keep safe online, um, but um, it, it, it's, you're never going to be 100% safe. And, you know, the, the things you can do are you know, doing things like not clicking on links in emails that you're not sure about and um, not giving away information to somebody who calls you and these kind of things. Uh, some of it is common sense, really. Um, part of this, and I've come across people who they don't understand that there are people out there who have got computers who spend all of their time, they have banks of computers that spend their time sifting billions of different bits of data. Uh, and then, then then they can ring people up and act like they know them. Now, uh, you know, the thing is, if you don't know that person, they don't know you. Uh, and the fact that they say things that sound slightly plausible about you means that they've been sifting your data. Um, and the thing is not to give up uh, any of your um, personal data to those kinds of people because you need to be aware uh, that these people have access to so much information, they are bound to coincidentally hit upon something that's um, relevant to you. Um, just keep safe, I think, is, is at the end of the day. It's a nice way to finish, John. Thanks for your time and all the best. And we look forward to talking to you in 2019. John Popham, one of our professionals with us this morning. The Professionals on BBC Radio Leeds.